You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Hit it, baby. Yeehaw! <laughs> You're a sick puppy. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> That's uh, the, we, we have our live studio audience again today. This yes. Is, uh, live? I'm semi-live, but the main live guy is Brian Max, who's over there. If you're listening to the radio, he's on the left side of your speaker. That's right, just the left side. Yeah. yeah. Are we like estéreo? Si. Si, estéreo. I didn't know that. Oh, here he goes. Right. More accents. So he's the left side, I'm the right side, or vice versa? Whatever you like, Gilman. <laughs> Versa Vice. Okay. <laughs> we got a great show lined up for you today. We've got some at Kampur from Young Steel's. Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, whatever else they sell up no, there. No more Mercury. No more Mercury. Yeah, just Fords and Lincolns. Okay, and we He's got... old, huh? Mercury. Ooh. <laughs> we could talk about Zephyrs, too, if you want. No, oh, boy. You know what a Zephyr is? Yeah, it's an Italian uh, pastry you have at Easter. <laughs> We've got Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator, which... Uh, I don't know. Have you seen the news lately? Trees are falling down like at a, at a good pace and knocking wires out. We went up to the cottage a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't believe all the, the line of hydro trucks that we were, that passed us on the way up. And yeah, there's still lots of places without power. Seriously, it's storm. like yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Um, they still don't have power. Yeah. You know what they're short of? They're short of poles. And we're not talking Ukrainians and poles and Czechs. Because I know you would do that probably. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't know poles with hydro. Uh, yeah, they can't get poles. They're shipping them in from BC and Alberta. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So, you know, car generator, you lose power. There you go. Bob's your uncle and something else. Yeah. And um, speaking of Bob, not to do Bob, Rob Kalisi. You're really flinging it this morning, Kevin. Uh, element fire. Um, it, it's it's a it's a new type of fire extinguisher, eh? Yeah, my pal Rob is another another racing driver, so mm-hmm. you know we're we're all interesting cats. But uh, Rob's got a very very cool fire extinguisher, and uh, it's not too big. It's uh, it's compact. Store it, them anywhere? Yeah, you put it in your glove box. You know, uh, all kinds of places. It's 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 very innovative technology, and uh, you know, kind of beats the traditional fire extinguisher in many many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 small. It's uh, you can leave it in your oh, glove, glove it's box. Oh, it's a great idea, and it's like if you ever played golf like I try to do, and uh, once in a while break your club, <gasps> heaven forbid, in half, it's about the length of a shaft. A oh, half I wonder where you're going with that. I'm yeah, what, what, what does a fire extinguisher have to do I with golf? I, you thought me, I thought your game was on fire, <laughs> Steve. Oh, no, that's not true, Gilman. <laughs> yes, if you ever saw what I was hitting on Thursday, I hit every bleeping tree in the I was Paul Bunyan. Oh, you're the guy who threw the, the, his whole bag of clubs into the pond, eh? No, I did that We went over once, the bridge, and that, I said, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And do you have gas? You, uh, no, not right now. I'm feeling great, quite good, actually. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brian, please tell him. We're giving away 
$250 ESO gaff, uh, gas oh. cards this month. <laughs> yeah, so visit davescornergarage.com and, and enter for a chance to win a $250 ESO gift card. I stopped, actually, at the gas station this morning. No but, fights? You didn't uh, get any fights today? No, I didn't go for gas. I went for Timmy's. <laughs> I just, I just, it's two. Where I am downtown, it's... Uh, Two eleven. Yes, two eleven is what Lovely. it was, and I went, "Wow, that's a huge." But number. Dougie, up. Uh, sorry, with respect here, Premier Doug Ford, if he comes through in his promise, that should come down by ten cents July first of this year. So it'll still be two dollars. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. still be above two. But bucks you know what? Day. We've become so climatized to, you know, um, hey, two oh three. It's a deal. No, I did hear though that the uh, the oil uh, company, the oil uh, guys that pull it out of the ground, whatever, they're uh, they're they're. They're increasing their production levels. So That's that good. apparently is supposed to drop the price. We'll will see. That, will that happen? What's the over-under on that yeah, one? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's call Dan McTagg. Yeah. yeah. Over, over. It'll be over $2 is what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be going, wow, that's great. And it'll be lined up. Right. <laughs> oh, less than $2. Let's go grab some. Right here. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, uh, Alan, which is me, and Brian is sitting right here. We'll be back right after this break. And uh, and Steve will be making, still be doing some bad jokes probably. I hope so, yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max. To my right is Alan Gellman. We're going to talk about some cool car stuff, and for some strange reason, we have Steve in studio with us today as well. Thanks for that warm welcome. Yes. Uh, it's called, all yours. Just go for it, boys. I, I called CAA, and I said, uh, well, you, could you please come over and give me a boost? Uh, my car doesn't run. As <laughs> long as you got the CAA thing handy, it's great, eh? And they, they come real quick. Except, 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 if you're out in the boonies, eh, or it's a strange time, sometimes there's no truck there to, uh, or that can get there to assist you pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And, for example, uh, a couple weeks ago, Brian, uh, we had our lunch at Summit, and your car was cockeyed. Why was that? Well, it might have been due to the potholes in that uh, parking (laughs) lot, but... True. No, it wasn't. You know, at some point that afternoon, I picked up something in one of the tires, and this is a a test car, Mm -hmm. and uh, on my drive that afternoon, I'm driving a a new BMW test car, and the the tire pressure uh, monitor system comes up and says, yeah, right, rear tire is low, and it was holding. I'm like, all right, fine. This is a modern BMW. It's probably on run flats, Uh and I'll be fine. I can can drive it, and... uh, and return it to, to BMW in, in, in a little bit early so they can deal with it. Well, it turns out um, no run flats on that particular BMW. Ah. So when it's when it sat at my house, the tire went flat. Yes. And, uh, you know, thankfully I'm a you know car nerd, have all the car nerdy stuff. So I put a, uh, a compressor on it, bumped it up, got some tire pressure into it, and then was able to return it. It wasn't a, a, a serious leak. But you know, thankfully, it was a, it was a small leak, and I could deal with it. But that's not, you know normally not how it goes, right? And, and thankfully, there was enough air in it that when you continued to drive it in this uh, you know practically flat position, uh, it it didn't ruin the tire. No, not at all. It was still holding twenty seven psi. Which was fine for for driving. I think the recommended was something like thirty five or forty. Okay. So it, it was holding twenty seven pounds uh, of air while I was driving it. So it wasn't terribly concerned. I wasn't going to damage the tire or the rim, and I was driving slowly anyway. I was going to say you didn't take a corner at three G's or something. Nah, right? and not, normally I would, but no, not. Well, the no. Top, <laughs> top Gun theme came on the radio, and I said, "All right, the need for speed. I'm going to see how fast I can take this that, corner." That's right. But you know, we've all had those situations where we've had just catastrophic tire failures, and that's that's always bad. And you know, one of the things I I've noticed over the years, in uh, especially in the Toronto area, people love pulling over on the left shoulder on the highway. Really? Oh, all the Left time. shoulder? The left shoulder. Almost every time I'm out on the 401, somebody's pulled over on the left oh, shoulder. Wow. And, 
you know, I, I don't know what the what the thinking is, but you got to get your car over to the right side of the, the freeway. But I think a lot of people still don't know how to change a tire. Oh, there's that too. Al? All right, let's, let's start at the top. All right, so... Go slowly, because I'm one of them. You're driving, and your car feels kind of wonky, uh, or if you're lucky, it's a new style car like uh, Brian was talking about, and a light comes up, and uh, it's a tire pressure light. By the way... TPMS is the tire pressure light. Okay. Stands for Tire Pressure Monitoring System. Exactly. So what you need to do, and as we talked earlier about uh, ruining the tire, is you need to get off the road as quickly as possible. And which side again? Right side. <laughs> Always the right side of the road. Right toe. Right toe. You want to get off the road. and <laughs> Because um, if you don't have CAA and you do have the inclination, you're going to want to change that tire. Um, if you have a compressor and you can pump it up a bit and it holds, great. But if you don't, you've got to go through the whole procedure, whereas you open the trunk and hope that everything you need is there. And the whole key here is that um, you want to do this. Now, it's good to be prepared like a Boy Scout and, in fact, practice changing a tire prior to you having to do it because guaranteed when you get your flat, it's going to be in the wintertime, it's going to be raining, it's going to be dark outside, and you're going to have to look for the instructions then find everything you need, which may or may not be in the right place. Okay? That's absolutely true. I've been there. Right. And uh, first priority, uh, uh, something they put on cars a couple years ago, well, actually more than a couple years ago, remember caddies used to have these spoked hubcaps? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. of course. Okay, and, and, and they were expensive and they were heavy, so to stop them from falling off or getting stolen, they put a lock on them. Right. Okay? Remember, they used to get like a little L-handled, a little L-shaped handle, mm-hmm. and you needed this thing to get the hubcap off. Well, move ahead 20 years, they decided that making theft-proof wheels is a good idea, too. That's right. So a lot of new cars now have locks put on them at the dealership. And uh, what you need to know is that the lock socket or handle is 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 uh, special for your car only, and the garage or the tow truck does not have one that will fit. So the first thing you need to do is find out if you have wheel locks on your car or not, right? Absolutely. And uh, and where that lock socket is, because you know I, I'm I, I'm sure if you've taken your car to the garage to get a, uh, your tires changed or something, they must have said to you, uh, "Where's your lock?" <laughs> mm-hmm. You say that to me every time. Well, exactly, because in the, 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 the answer that you don't want to hear is that, uh, uh, what's a lock? Well, I can tell you where, where my wheel locks are in, in my cars. They're in my Glen Allen Motors little pocket at, in my glove box. Excellent. Yes. And then, you, you know, once in a while, you go to your spare tire, because a lot of new cars don't make them anymore, right? You just drop in, there's no tire, and the tire's flat, and you go, oh, this is going to be bleeping great. What do I do now? Well, that happened to me. You know, all these silly things that, that we're trying to warn people against just happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was 7 o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning. You know, I'm bright-eyed and bush, you know, bushy-tailed, not. Oh, I'm just getting into my story. We got we to gotta run. We have lots. You have an hour. You can do it later on. Stop whining. <laughs> Give him some cheese. I was just going to get into my story. It's and, okay. Uh, got to go. All right. Jonathan Schlue will be with us after the break. He's from Car Generator. He's got a special on, too, and uh, sounds pretty exciting, eh? Steve? <laughs> Don't go A to me. <laughs> go A to him. Uh, it's already on our uh, our Instagram, so go to Dave's Corner Garage on Instagram. The offer's there already, but Jonathan's here to tell us all about it. Great. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. And yes, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to enter a $250 SO gift card. That might help you with uh, your gas prices this exactly. week. Yeah. They've been crazy. I, but, you know, I, I, but, but they found that people aren't changing their habits all that much. You know, they're still doing what they need to do. But, but I can tell you, when I went to the cottage last weekend, I said, you know what? I'm going to go 110 and leave it at that because, you know, that extra couple kilometers will actually burn way more gas. Well, especially when you're going faster. You know, there's more aerodynamic resistance, rolling resistance, all that stuff. So, yeah, it, uh, it helps if you want to drive a little bit more efficiently. So we've got uh, Jonathan Slew from Car Generator here. Jonathan, how are you? Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? Good morning. Well, long as you don't live in Uxbridge, I think you should be okay. <laughs> Well, I, I, I actually felt a lot of love for Muxbridge over the last uh, couple of weeks as these storms rolled through. I've never never felt this much customer love before. We had, uh, after the big storm, man, we had customers calling us. Um, they were running their car generators uh, from Oxbridge, uh, Cottage Country, Ottawa, Etobicoke, all over the place. Um, and they were just very pleased because they were running their car generators, keeping their fridges cold, uh, running the furnace um, to keep things warm. And it's just really simple. They Some of them actually ran it for days, and uh, it was a great experience. So I was just going to ask you because I know that, you know, even a week later people still didn't, still didn't have power, eh? Yep. Some people were still without power, and some people just ran it continuously. Some people just, you know, ran their car generator during the day and then shut off at night. Um, you can see what we're talking about if you go to uh, www.cargenerator.com. And if you go there and you click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo, you can see what we're talking about. Because it is the radio, and you can't see it on the radio. So go and you can have a look at it on our website. So, You know, just before the break, we were talking about preparedness. and You have to be ready. Now, for example, you have to be ready and have your car generator at hand. But what if you're a slouch and, and you drive around on empty all the time? <laughs> well, you know what, the the great thing is, it's interesting, some people, a lot of times, and especially now at the price of gas, people ask, how much cost, how much does it really cost? How much fuel does it take to run a car generator? Doesn't it use a lot? And so we actually shot a video and we showed um, a V6 uh, SUV sedan. We actually used a cool um, tool we got on Amazon that plugs into your vehicle port and you can see how much, you, what your fuel rate is. And we actually showed running a thousand watts um, of power and it used uh, oh, sorry 1.37 liters per hour which is about what is that a third of a gallon maybe per hour and um, so it's it's quite similar to running a portable gas generator it's just a lot quieter and there's no hassles and you don't need to store gas cans and you don't need to be one of those persons that's going to the gas station trying to fill up you know three big jerry cans full of gas to keep them home and the smell in the car it's just really simple to start your car attach the car generator with the built-in booster cables uh, just like you see on dragon's den where we went on dragon's den and got a deal the same thing you basically just attach it to your car and it'll provide you power for 50 to 70 hours when you need it and you can even uh, power up your neighbors. I mean, the, 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 the contraption itself, the, uh, the car generator, is very small. It's just... Um, uh, that was actually something interesting that we got a lot of notes and calls from people that they actually lent them to their neighbors. So their neighbors were without power and they walked out, especially in Ottawa. Um, their neighbors walked out and they saw this thing on their, you know, on their neighbor's car and what's that? And then they actually passed it around and they lent the car generator 
to different people. Some folks that had power, um, like that were in non-affected areas, just lent their car generator or gave it to other people that, that, that didn't have power. And it's really simple. I mean, it's only 11 pounds. And that's the thing. It's not a 100-pound generator. It's just 11 pounds, and it can work in the rain or any weather. So they just lent it to their neighbors, and they started their car, and they kept their fridges running. Um, one guy from Etobicoke, actually, he kept his fridge. He actually has one of the favorite accessories, which we have is a home integration kit. Um, it's a really simple way. When the power goes out, it's a bit of a panic for people sometimes. And our home integration kit is a really simple little switch that your electrician will install beside your electrical panel. You just plug in one special plug on the outside of your house, and you can flip up to four of the circuits over to run on backup power. You don't have to run extension cords through the window and up and down through the stairs. So that's a really popular accessory that people like. Um, so, yeah, but a lot of people lent it to their neighbors, and that was that was pretty cool. Um, people use it to keep their fridges running. Um, cottagers use it. A friend of mine told me about how he was out, up at a cottage, and he didn't have a car generator with him. So they actually had to have a, they had a bit of a panic. They put a, a fridge on the back of a pickup truck and then filled it up with all the food in their cottage and drove it to another friend's cottage that had a generator in order to just plug it in. And that's it, really, a lot it, really, it was really beer that was in there. Come on. Yeah, I bet it was beer. It was beer. <laughs> it's cottage beer. It's it's essential. What I, Jonathan, what I what I love about car generator is, you know, with modern cars, they run very quietly. And I spend a lot of time at racetracks listening to loud generators. And yep. this this is such an innovative thing. And it's and it's not, you know, obviously Car generator works great when you know in an emergency, but it's it's you know your customers are using it for more than just emergencies. It, it's it's really true. Actually, I got a note, an email on May thirty first from a customer in Ottawa that had bought one of our devices, and he said how he he really appreciated that it was quiet the running car because they kind of felt it was a lot. He actually said, "My writing quote right here: my running car made much less noise than traditional gas generators, and I felt much less." self-conscious of annoying my neighbors you know if you think about it the power is out and you got to go out and start what sounds like a snowblower or a gas lawnmower and leave it running around the clock you know you need power but you're also you're annoying your neighbors and, uh, jonathan um, we, we've got to go but uh, before we go yeah customers uh dave's corner garage listeners can get a hundred dollars off car generator this uh, today today only not tomorrow not next week mm -hmm. go to www.cargenerator.com uh you can buy it you can pay full price on amazon but you're better off to just go to www.cargenerator.com click on the dave's corner garage logo and today only you'll get a hundred dollars off so it's um 6.95 and just go and place your order there we ship it out from toronto it goes um, and that's it and it's a really simple way that that you can you can do that. You also get a hundred and eighty dollar bonus accessory kit included in that. So if you thought about buying, now's the time. So well, thank you, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, go to cargenerator.com, click on the Dave's Corner Garage logo for your hundred dollars off today only. Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max. With me, of course, is my pal Alan Gellman from Glen Allen Motors. And uh, with us on the air is our friend, Sumit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Sumit, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. So what's going on up there at Young Steel's Ford Lincoln? The car market is on fire. 
<laughs> Hopefully not literally on fire. <laughs> no, the demand is too high. I feel so bad that I have to say no to a client. I don't have a car for you. Uh, yes, but you do have pickup trucks coming, apparently. Yes, we have about uh, 12 to 15 pickup trucks on the on the ground with different engine options. Some of them with the 5-liter short boxes. I found two Lariats yesterday. Uh, we have a couple of XLTs, uh, basic work trucks, 300, 301s with 3.5 engine. So, like a mix of selection, but decent colors, black, white, gray. I drove a Tremor not too long ago, took it off-roading, and, uh, and that was a lovely, lovely truck. How was your experience with that engine, three five turbo? Oh, the, 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 it was it was. I mean, it's a remarkable engine, and then I mean, the 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 specification I had was fully equipped. It was completely luxurious. Amit. it was a beautiful, beautiful truck. The the truck felt uh, off road. Oh yeah, we I I did some serious serious off roading with the thing, and no problem at all. I'm happy to get that feedback. I'm happy. Now, there, what you do have vehicles on the ground that people can come in and buy, right? I mean, with all the talk yeah. about you know the chip shortages and how vehicles aren't being produced, you do have cars that people can come in, right? Yes, yes. And which what 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 do you have online now? So to give you a nutshell, just give me one second. Are you playing cards back there? Or what? No, no, I'm just opening up my inventory list. So <laughs> I have about nine edges, two Mustangs. Three Explorers, a Bronco Sport, three Escapes, about 13 F-150s, Lincoln Corsairs, two Navigators, three Nautiluses. Good selection. And a partridge in a pear tree. I knew that was... I thought you were going to say an order of fries. (laughs) How many? 13 F-150s? Yeah, they'll they'll be gone by the end of the day, I'm sure. They'll be gone. I'm sure it's a weekend. Uh, I'm sure to uh, go down to the single digits now. All right, electricity, uh, a little bit cheaper than gasoline right now. Um, are you getting in orders for Mustangs? I delivered, uh, I delivered two last week. The Mach-E then, correct? Yes, sir. And so they are available, too. If I want to order one now, what are we looking at realistically in terms of delivery date? I mean, I'm sold out for uh, the rest of the year, I'll be honest to you. I have a lot of uh, already allocated orders pending in the system for uh, scheduling. But if I place a factory order on a marquee, it's going to take about easy six to seven months. Okay. And and how are things with the uh, the F one fifty Lightning? They're very good. So I don't know if you saw the news or not. Uh, less than a week ago, F uh, Ford delivered the first F one fifty to a guy in uh, Michigan. That was the first ever retail delivery. So now. Our Canadian clients have got the email from Ford Motor Company of Canada mm-hmm. that their lightning is two months away. One of my clients forwarded me the email, so I know that info. Mm-hmm. They're two months away. They're in production right now at the Rouge Center, Michigan. And uh, they are sending Ford charging station to clients free of cost. All the customers who ordered their lightning with uh, the extended battery range, mm-hmm. they're getting a wall-mounted charger for free. Oh, that and I mean that's not inexpensive. That's typically around a thousand dollars. That's a that's a nice little yes. treat. Yeah. Y- yes, yes. That, but that's only applicable on the F one fifty Lightnings mm-hmm. with the extended battery. Now, if people need a charger, though, they are available, correct? Uh, yes, it's it's like uh, two to three weeks of wait. They're shipped directly through U.S., but they're coming now. They're coming on time. Now, the whole idea of you know getting a vehicle has changed considerably. Now, you suggest that people uh, go to the Ford of Canada website and order there. Uh, there's a priority that way? Yes. So what I've recently noticed, the trend is that Ford is requesting customers to place the factory orders. How they can do it, 
they can go on ford.ca they can customize the vehicle they can reach out to their favorite dealership they can tell them this is my build or email them the build and the dealer can put the order in the system so the trend that we noticed lately ford is trying to give priority to the customers who are placing the retail orders on vehicles instead of the old school methods like you walk into a dealership dealership has about 100 200 vehicles which you can pick from now Uh, let's not uh, wait for that time because dealerships will never have that kind of inventory it's better to place the order in advance so that ford gives you priority as a retail customer and they will build your car mm-hmm. wow that's a, that's, and, that's an interesting and, and, approach and to be honest what my read is whatever chips and parts are available ford is trying to give priority to the retail orders okay and uh but we we talked to about chips in terms of uh, some uh, some options are not available or will be put in at a later date um yes so they are shipping vehicles for example i think you'd mentioned something about without rear rear rear, rear, rear heated yes. seats and stuff Ford like that explorers are coming without the uh, uh, rear seats heating console uh Ford F150s Lincoln Navigators and Ford Expeditions they're coming out without the automatic parking which is the active park assist 2.0 So customers are getting credit for that about $420 uh, deducted from the price mm-hmm. and at later stages when these chips and features uh, can be uh, installed again by the dealer they can come to the dealership to get it done so the vehicles are totally drivable and have navy absolutely oh, okay, absolutely perfect. they're making sure that all the necessary computer units are in the car mm-hmm. but a few things here and there they're missing All right, Brian. That's a, that's a pretty fair deal. So when uh, when the customer comes back, submit, do they have to pay for that feature, or is that is that uh, taken off the cost because they're not delivered uh, with that feature? See, customer never paid for that feature to begin with. Customer ah. getting a credit back. So I'm sure there will be some sort of cost involved in it. Got it. Yeah, Got but it. if you say you know, Mark, you get a deal, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only know submit. I, I would only see uh, my pal submit up there. That's for sure. Yeah and then again I I see in people's faces they they are eagerly waiting for their cars I mean for example if you place an order 7 months ago you just want to see the car you don't need the heated seats in the back I'll be honest <laughs> you want to drive a car you'd have to have real long legs and arms to drive it from the back seat anyways wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> All right www.youngsteelsfordlincoln.com or they can dial direct 905-889-7343 Yes sir You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back with our pal Rob Kalisi from Element Fire. Oh, hopefully you don't need a tow on a day like today. It's a beautiful day to go for a drive and I'm going for a drive this afternoon. We have uh we have my old friend Rob Kalisi on the air with us and he has a remarkably innovative fire extinguisher. It's called Element. Rob, how are you? Doing all right. Good to hear from you, Brian. Well, it's not a big brass thing. I got to turn upside down and shake then, eh? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> go ahead. So, it, it describe this. It is it is compact. It can go anywhere and it has so many advantages over a traditional fire extinguisher. Correct. So, most people are familiar with the traditional fire bottle. It's a compressed gas cylinder, normally weighs about You know, they rate it at five pounds, but it's about seven and a half pounds with the bottle and everything. And, you know, they expire every few years, and they make a lot of mess uh, when you discharge one of them. So uh, our extinguisher is called Element. It's uh, 80% smaller, one-tenth the weight. It doesn't make any mess of any kind. 
Uh, it uh, never expires, so it never needs servicing. You never need to replace it. And uh, best of all, it'll discharge for between 50 and 60 seconds, whereas a regular extinguisher, when you pull the pin, you get 9 to 11 seconds. So you get a lot more firefighting time out of one of them. Okay, and uh, what's the size of it again? I'm Just to, if I would, the uh, size of a salami or a little bit smaller? Yeah, so to give people a sort of a feeling for it, imagine a tube that's about one inch in diameter and about 11 inches long. So it looks like a stick, like a, like a small road flare, if you will. Right, exactly, and, and so that it, you could put it in the glove box of your car. Correct. It's not affected by temperature, vibration, uh, you know, humidity, any of that kind of stuff. And because it's so much lighter, it doesn't even need to really be fixed down. It weighs uh, half a pound. So I could leave it in the junk drawer in the kitchen. You would definitely could leave it in the junk drawer in the kitchen. Uh, the only thing we recommend to people is you want to have it not in the junk drawer that's right next to the stove, maybe three or four over from the stove. Perfect. I had a look at the at the website, Rob, and, and uh, it's elementfire.com, by the way. And you've got a bunch of accessories for crazy car people like us. So you've got you know brackets that you can use to mount to different parts of the car and that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, for, for some of us who have, you know, special collector cars, it makes sense to carry one of these in your car, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. As you know, Brian, I'm a bit of a collector car guy myself. I like old Italian cars, which also like to catch fire. And, <laughs> you know, even be- before getting into this, uh, into this business, you know, I knew I had to carry a fire extinguisher, but, you know, it was a fancy Italian sports car and it's got a little, little space for anything. So I knew I had to, but I did. And, uh, and putting an extinguisher either like in the trunk or the front trunk, trunk, whatever you want to call it, that's, it just takes way too long to get to it. So with, uh, with one of these, you can just drop it in a door pocket or in even a tiny, tiny little glove box that a lot of these European cars have. And it's easily accessible and you'd be able to, to get right to the car. And it's, I'll tell you guys, actually, it's just on the subject of Italian cars, uh, five minutes before uh, you guys called me up to be on the line here, I heard from a gentleman that I know uh, up around Barry Way, and uh, he has a Lamborghini uh, Murcielago, and he actually had a headlight catch fire on it. Really? And he sent, sent me photographs of it, and literally the whole front of the car is covered in fire extinguishing powder. It is a, it is a complete mess. And, uh, and if you don't believe me, you can go on Instagram, look up a guy named Lambo Jesse, and on his story <laughs> right now you can see a Lamborghini with a, just a ton of fire extinguishing powder all over the nose when the headlight caught fire. So did you, did you direct him to go to elementfire.com and, and get a, uh, a compact uh, fire extinguisher from you? His exact words were, I just ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should include a pasta maker, you know, when you buy an Italian car because you got your source for heat right away, eh? Absolutely, yes. I don't know if you guys remember the television show Monster Garage from the early 2000s, mm-hmm. but there was one episode where they grabbed a Ferrari 308 and they converted it into a pasta maker. <laughs> Steve? Rob, we were just uh, t- kicking around the, the ideas and the, the agreement earlier on this morning, but you know, especially if people who've, who've got RVs and they're heading out to campsites right now, great thing to have, but uh, we often hit on, uh, we are invited to our friend's cottage up north once in a while, and you're sitting around the fireplace, and sometimes if it gets too dry and too windy, it can get going. So this would be ideal to have next to, you know, the bucket where the beers may be, and just have it there in case your fireplace goes crazy. Well, that's absolutely true. What happens is oftentimes we get customers 
who ask us, hey, you know, um, is it okay for my kitchen? Is it okay for here? Is it okay for there? And we tell people that fire doesn't discriminate. It doesn't ask permission. Uh, it doesn't matter where fire is burning. Fire is fire. So definitely, you know, whether it be for your boat, your garage, uh, your, your, your toolbox, and even one, I, I was doing a restoration on uh, my home a few years ago, and I looked around, and I said, you know what? We have live power. We have no running water. There's a lot of wood everywhere, and there's not a fire extinguisher to be found anywhere. Uh, and I thought to myself, geez, even for tradespeople, it'd be fantastic to just yeah. shove it in. It's no, it's no larger than a large screwdriver to put it into their tool bag, mm-hmm. and they could really, they could really save a, a pretty expensive repair job. Well, the nice thing, too, is that uh, you don't have to uh, figure out what class of fire you've got because, for example, uh, you know, a grease fire or oil fire on the stove is not the same as a paper fire or a wood fire or, again, like an electrical fire. So although your Lamborghini could have all, all three of those, um, but <laughs> the, the one device will take care of all of them, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, another cool thing about the element is when you discharge one, the the jet that comes out of the front of it comes at no effective pressure so if you have a loose trash fire or a very common fire at home is a kitchen oil pan fire right uh the the thrust from a regular extinguisher could blow that <laughs> liquid burning oil out and create an almighty fireball yeah. mm-hmm. right and then people that's not something we have an issue with people's first reaction is you know to, to throw water on it which is the worst thing you can do oh yeah i mean a lot of people don't realize that an oil pan fire even a few teaspoons of water uh, you know, Oof. makes a Michael Bay film look tame. You should look it up on YouTube. It's, it's absolutely incredible the way that it just turns into a column of fire. Wow. All right, the website is? The website's elementfire.com, and I know that a lot of the viewers or listeners are from Canada, so we also have elementfirecanada.com for shopping in uh, Canadian dollars and uh, shipping from Canada. And you've got a lot of uh, video and and uh, other materials on the website, so people can really understand what they look like, how they operate, and uh, you've even got a video with uh, you and Jay Leno on your website. Yeah, we have. Uh, we turned it into because the product is so new. We turned it into a bit of an information source as well for people. And uh, as you said, yeah, Jay was uh, kind enough to have us over at his garage, and uh, he he saw the product, and he said, "Boy, we really need to tell people about it." And believe it or not, had us over didn't cost us didn't cost us a dime. And when we wanted to even give him some, he wanted to pay for them himself. Jay is is absolutely a gentleman, and and uh, you know we recently saw each other at the the uh, collecting cars uh, car show in Yorkville, and I saw several of your element fire extinguishers in cars throughout that show. Were they all? Well, yeah, you know it makes us feel pretty. It makes us feel pretty good to see that from time to time, and uh, we there are some very significant collections that we can't talk about that much uh but it's kind of cool to see that that they're in there and it's it's a good feeling to go to a car show and just see it but we also get these fantastic success stories from time to time from people and it's just they really it's really great to hear that kind of uh positivity from the community well rob thanks for joining us for uh, anyone out there go to elementfire.com and really check out these fire extinguishers if if you need one you'd need to get one of these we should say condolences to uh joe and barry and it is lamborghini, and his lamborghini. <laughs> oh, maybe that's where the song one headlight came headlight. from <laughs> <laughs> but they're fourteen thousand dollars each Oh, that's not bad. I'll take a dozen.
What about the fender and the trim ring? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win a $250 ESO gift card. We're giving away one every week this month of June. And considering gas is two eleven this morning, whew, yeah, that's good. So you want wow. to be, be prepared. You want to make sure you got a good credit card or you got money in your wallet. Otherwise, you be prepared. Or, so it's not like you can't wash dishes, you know, at a gas station. You know, well, you could do anything. You always get in fights at the gas station. Well, no, no, that's what we've been talking about today is being prepared. Of course, you don't know when a storm is going to come up, knock the tree out in front of your house, and take your power out. So, car generator is a great device. And of course, we were just talking to Rob about the fire extinguisher. And I mean, nobody knows or plans a fire ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one. Maybe your wife decides to cook once in a while. No, I, I do all the I do all the cooking. I'd be responsible for that one. But you know, I was thinking, um, you know, for all the the racing schools that I've taught at over the years, I think I've I've deployed a, a fire extinguisher once on a car, and you know, they're, they're big and cumbersome, and yes, yes. and and you know, Rob's Element uh, fire extinguishers are compact and easy to handle. It's it's just a night and day difference. Don't you call a mechanic to do that, by the way? Who me? I thought the driver. You know, sorry, I don't do anything. Yeah, physical that, but, here. yeah, that, I'm I'm one of those drivers. I don't trust. Myself to put the car back together properly. <laughs> All right. Well, just something you need to do. You know, we're talking about getting a flat tire and being prepared. Um, if you're doing a road trip at all, um, if you don't know how to do it yourself, have your garage checked it. Say, listen, guys, I'm going on a road trip. Make sure not only all four tires have air, but you want to make sure the fifth one as well, because uh, having a flat on the side of the road and having a dead tire is totally useless. Um, I had to change one recently, and uh, I, I don't know if you're a regular listener, but I was having a back issue, and I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be flaring it up, and I'm going to be back in traction again, which thankfully it didn't happen. Um, but one of the things I did go and purchase, I made a huge exp- expenditure, spent $50 and bought a compressor. Hey, excellent. I've got <laughs> one of those, yes. Was it made by Dr. Ho for you? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, it had two little pads you put on the side of your head. And uh, no, actually, it was it, it was inexpensive. And in in my case too, it was just a small finishing nail that was in the tire. Mm-hmm. So, like Brian, you know, you had with your race car there. Uh, basically, you just had to put in ten pounds, and you were able to get to where you were going. Right. But that that doesn't happen all the time. I mean, I've, I, you know, over the over the years, I've had you know catastrophic tire blowouts on on road cars, and and that's never good. So you gotta you have to make sure that that not only is your spare inflated, but that all the tools are there. And and you know, not too long ago, I um, helped out a, a young woman up north by the cottage, mm-hmm. and uh, she you know um, her her tools didn't match the car. Right, right, right. So right, right, it happens right, right. a lot. Yeah. So I I couldn't get the uh, I couldn't get the the lug nuts off the wheel. I mean, it was just I'm, I, I had I just say I'm sorry. You got to you got to call a tow truck. Right. And going up the you know if you, often we go up the 400, which is always fun on a Saturday morning. But uh, you see a lot of people still with you know pulling a boat or ATVs and psh, trailer tires gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. like is it different? How much different is it? Watch watch what Alan does here. He's just going to dump all over me now. I guarantee you. How much different is it, Alan? Go ahead. <laughs> to change a tire from a car. From a trailer, is it that different? Not really, not at all. Um, for the most part, it's going to be the same. We may, maybe have one less nut, um, and you can go wherever you want with that. But uh, the trailer tires, you usually have four nuts as opposed to. But but think about it. Like Brian ran into it. Um, someone obviously changed the wheels and on, on this lady's car. Mm-hmm. So the t- the tool that came with the car 
wasn't the right one. So whether the tool for your car is going to fit your trailer is something you got to look into. That's another thing. And, you know, if you've got a trailer, you've got to make sure that, uh, that uh, you know, all the tires are looking good, including the spare. Right. Most people don't check them and, yeah. and for, or have a spare to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to look and see not just how much tread there is, but you have to look at the sidewall and see how cracked up it is because uh, trailer tires uh, get cracked up, um, weather checked, because uh, people don't cover them and they don't get the bloom effect. Yeah, they, they sit in the sun as, uh, as, as mine did for many years. Yeah, if you take a trailer up to a cottage and you, you know, get your boat there and then you park it, on the property, and it sits there all summer. Mm-hmm. If it's in the heat, and then you go take it back in the fall, it's like, wait a minute, there's th- how come three out of four are working? <laughs> all right, so you got to make sure that your spare tire has air. You got to make sure you have a wrench and you have a jack. You have wheel wedges, lug nuts, flashlight ponchos, and gloves, and an air pump. Yeah, first aid kit, too. Exactly. And chocolate bars. And you got to know lefty is loosey and righty is tighty. What? I think so. That's how it works, Oh, right? is it true? Come yeah. on. Is that really true? It is. Say it again slowly so I can mark this down and our listeners can, too. Okay, lefty, Go slowly. Loosey. Lefty, loosey. Righty, tighty. Righty, tighty. So, in other words, uh, when you want to take the wheel off, make sure you're turning it the right way. I actually had a customer last week who said that all of a sudden one of the bolts broke off, and I went, that doesn't normally happen. Mm-hmm. So, my guess is that uh, they had a big burly fellow who was doing it and was going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or putting 300 pounds of torque on that wrench. Exactly. So, uh, and again, best to practice this beforehand rather than on the weekend or at night. So I, there's got to be a jack here somewhere. Where the hell's the tools? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Most cars come with them unless you have uh, uh, run flats. Well, that yeah, and, and that BMW I was driving last week, not only was it not on run flats, it didn't have a jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, you're still seeing <laughs> or, like... Or a spare. And you're still seeing like so many deep potholes I mean, I've seen potholes here before, but these are like, it yep. looks like Dieppe. You're supposed to go around them. Well, yeah, you've been driven downtown in the city. <laughs> but you know what? If you got, like, we have low-profile tires, and it's mm-hmm. like my wife's sitting there, and she believes that if she screams through the windshield, the other person will hear her. Mm. But <laughs> no. it doesn't work. And you hit one of those hard, and, like, you're looking at new rims. Oh, yeah, I've bent rims in the the past. It absolutely will destroy a tire. There's no question about that. I've hit some potholes recently where I thought I really damaged the car. And, you know, most cars, most new cars are coming with super low-profile tires. Like my my test car this week is on 20-inch wheels and tires. All right, somebody just wrote in so quickly here. If they hit a a deep pothole and they have steel-belted tires and there's a bubble on the side of the tire, is it still safe to drive? Yeah, to the gas station in order to service facility. <laughs> yeah, not, to, not for a long period of yeah, time. Safely pull over and change the tire. The tire will blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you notice it. But people, sometimes people come in and they see that, or you know, uh, and they've been driving around for weeks like that. So you are taking a chance. Yeah. It, it's not, uh, you know, and it would never pass the safety. You know, you need a new tire. We want to thank uh, Rob Calais from uh, Elements Fire. Check out his Rob website. Khaleesi, Khaleesi. Sorry, elementsfire.com for uh, that. And, and and Car Generator, of course. Our friend Jonathan has put a special on. So if you're tuned to that, uh, <laughs> cargenerator.com, uh, press the Dave's Corner Garage, you're going to save 100 bucks. Yes. And with that, Steve, you can put a half a tank of gas in your car. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to our pal Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln for joining us. And uh, I, you know what? I really want to drive a Ford Maverick again. I really like that little pickup truck. Beautiful. Yes. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.